Hello, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Thomas Show, episode number 157. And um, I wonder if anybody has talked this week about the Oscar slap and if anybody talked about Chris Rock's special. I was wondering, I'm hoping that somebody will talk about it in the news and online. Maybe have lots of discussions about it or, or more importantly, have really, really stupid and bad takes about it. I would hope that people would, oh, they did do that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm literally watching the special and I'm already in my mind writing the things that people are going to be outraged about. I knew what they were going to be outraged about because people become predictable in their things that they're outraged about. And when that happened, every time that this this thing blows up, when it blew up the first night when Chris got smacked by Will, I get messages. I don't know either one of these people, but people go, well, Will's from Philadelphia, and you originally from Philadelphia, and Chris Rock's a comedian, and you're a comedian, so that means you know all the... No, I don't. I don't know these people, but I do know how I would feel in that type of situation, or or, or not the Oscars, but in, in a situation where someone I know trying to attack me. I've had a couple of people that I knew, you know, be a little more physical than I thought they were going to be. And then I had to deal with them. They aren't my friends anymore because it's kind of hard to be friends when someone tries to attack you and you beat the crap out of them. And then all of a sudden they're like, why'd you do that? Well, you attacked me. So I had to whoop you behind. Oh, by the way, the friendship's over, because even though you were mad at me and you found out that what you were mad about never happened, and you came to apologize. You didn't come to talk to me as a human being. You immediately put your hands up and tried to hit me. And then when I whooped you behind, all of a sudden, it's my fault. No, it was your fault because you thought I did something that I didn't do. You didn't come to me and talk. You tried to fight me. It's not my fault that you can't fight. It's not my fault. It's your fault. The friendship is over. There's certain things you can't come back from. There's certain things you can't forgive. When I say forgive, I mean act like it never happened. You can move on from certain things. You can move on. I don't hate the people that tr the, the, the couple of guys that tried to hit me back in the day. I don't hate them. I'm pretty sure they don't hate me. In fact, over the years, many of them have tried to become friends with me again, and a couple of them, and you know, eventually we became cool enough. We're not close friends or anything like that, but we're cool. If we see each other on the street, we greet each other. You know, you, we greet each other the same way you would greet a guy that you worked in an office with for five years. You were close buddies, but you knew each other, and you talked at the water cooler. Hey, man, what's going on? How's the wife and kids? Fantastic. All right, take care, man. All right, you have a good day, and that's about it. That's about it. We're not close. Because there's certain things you can't come back from. And physical violence is one of those things. You just can't come back from it. It doesn't matter whether or not I was actually hurt. The fact, the fact that you thought it was okay to assault me is enough. I've told that to girlfriends. I had girlfriends that tried to hit me. And I said, look, we're done. But, 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 but no, no, no. The simple fact that you thought physical violence was acceptable directed towards me is enough that's all i need to know i've never hit you i've never hit a woman i don't hit anybody that hasn't tried to hit me first that's just a thing about me so when i saw that it made me think about those times when physical violence was a reality and then sometimes in stand-up comedy even though i'm not a famous guy in stand-up comedy sometimes violence does show up I literally, just like when it happened the first night, when it happened on the Oscars and a year later when the special comes out, I get messages and people ask me, have you ever been slapped? Hey, S, have you ever been slapped? Hey, S, you ever been slapped? Have you ever been slapped? You ever been slapped? S, S, you ever been slapped? 
Well, the thing about it was I wasn't really worried about slap, being slapped in the situations that I was in. And some of the ones, and I've talked about them in my other podcast, uh, as Anthony says, I told stories about being in a place where people would literally throw bottles of ketchup at the stage towards comics if they didn't like them. I talked about people coming up to the front of the stage with knives saying, you better be funny or you're not going to make it out of the building. Obviously, I'm alive, so the show worked out fine. I've talked about times when, when I'm talking about a time when a motorcycle game literally a motorcycle gang literally took up the back of a comedy club and we had to do a show anyway, right? And many, many other things that we have gone through over the course of times. And I just talked about those because I thought those stories were funny, but there were many other situations that were very, very similar, but you don't want to keep telling similar stories. You just tell the funniest of the three stories or whatever. You just tell, you know, you just tell the ones that are the funniest of the stories. So I know what it's like to be in peril when you're being on stage. I get it. But I'm telling you, man, you know, there's certain things you just can't forgive, man. You know, and after a while, even as a comic, I decided, to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some, some of those places were so bad. You know, <laughs> As I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm thinking about some stories that I haven't told you. And I'll probably tell them on some future episode of the podcast. But uh, <laughs> I remember some places we had some comics that we used to call road warriors and, and really bad comedy gigs are called hell gigs we call them in the business hell gigs because it's like hell doing those gigs so uh <laughs> it was a uh it was a place in new jersey um i i got the gig uh, i started doing comedy at 17 so now i'm probably 19 maybe 20 probably 19 or 20 uh at the time and i got a gig yeah and it paid pretty good money for me at the time and the guy was like, really easy to give up the bread. Oh, yeah, we'll pay you this. I forgot what the money was, but whatever it was, I was like, hey, this is going to be great. It was probably twice what I expected to get paid at this gig. And I was trying to figure out why this bar was paying so much. And I don't remember where it was, but I do know it was in New Jersey. And uh, <laughs> I'm all happy. Yeah, I'm going to get paid this. You know, and I'm trying to fit in with the older comics. Yeah, they're talking about like real gigs. Yeah, I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, I got a spot. Uh, I'm going to do this uh, Saturday at the, and I said the name of the place. And these are hardcore comics who've done it all, seen it all, been everywhere. And I told them the name of the place and they all stopped and went, ooh. <laughs> Literally, when you see four or five grown men and you're talking to them and they all stop what they're doing look at you with horror on their face and make the, and they made the same sound. It was almost as if they had been practicing their entire lives to go, listen, there's a guy that's going to start doing comedy in about seven years. He's probably 10 years old now, but let's remember if he actually mentions this specific place, we need to practice the sound effect that we're going to make to indicate that we've played that place and it was complete hell and physically dangerous to be there. What sound do you want to make? Uh, how about, oh, oh, that's not good enough. How about, uh, ew. Yeah, that's good. Let's all do it together. One, two, three. Ew. Yeah, that's great. So seven years from now, eight years from now, maybe 10 years from now, we're going to meet this kid. And when he's going to play that place, we're all going to do it. Okay. Just remember your place. Remember the sound. It's ew. that's how in sync they were when they made that sound. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking they're, they're, they're roasting me or they're playing games with me. They're trying to tease me. And I, judging by the looks on their face, it was very obvious that they were serious. And I said, should I cancel it? And they go, well, we can't tell you what to do, but we can tell you to be very, very careful and be prepared to get out of there as fast as possible because, and then they told their horror stories. Oh, now I know why they went, ooh, now I know why. Gig comes up, I show up, I 
pull up to the place and automatically I haven't even gotten in the building yet and I already am in my mind hearing them in sync going and I now understand the true meaning of because I haven't even been in the building yet and I'm in the car going already walk into the building open it up look at the audience the audience is already there right this is this I'm looking at these people and these people you ever see you ever see a really big group of people and there's always like the larger the group, the more you see like a like one guy or one gal in the room. And, you know, I know there's 400 people here, but for some reason, something tells me I need to keep an eye on that person. There's something about that person that makes me feel like that person is a dangerous human being. Well, just imagine if all of those people collected into one building. <laughs> Because it was a building of that person. It was a building of the person that would be followed around the supermarket. You understand what I'm saying? The person that, you know, if you see them walking down the street, you got your hand on your phone and you're ready to dial the police. It's the kind of person where, you know, if they're in your family, you already start practicing stories to make excuses for their behavior when you bring someone home to visit them, to visit the family. Go, well, my Uncle Bill, let me explain something about him. Let me tell you, okay, don't don't be afraid. Okay, that's a room full of that. And I'm sitting there going, okay, that's great. <sighs> Headliner cancels. Okay, MC cancels. They want a show. You want at least an hour. Oh, I have an hour of material. I have a okay, okay. Let me out. Let me be honest. Comics always think they have a certain amount of material, and usually they're wrong by about fifty percent. <laughs> right, but but the thing is, you know, I used to tell tell young comics all the time: never say you have a half an hour of material if you've done a half an hour set. You really, you can do a half an hour, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have a half an hour. I tend to tell people that, I said, do your bits into a recorder and record them and, and mark the times. If you have a, if you have a half an hour of talk time without laughs, then you have a half an hour of material. And obviously that'll turn into about 17 or 18 minutes on stage, but at the very least you have enough talk time. So if everything goes wrong, you can still do your allotted time. And I had an eye at a half an hour of actual material and about 30 minutes of filler time. I mean, I would, you know, ugh, and they need an hour or I'm not going to get paid. And the people had already seen me. Ugh. So I got to go on stage. Ew. And I, this guy, uh, originally from Philly. Boo. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. <laughs> I, I'm not even on the stage yet, and they're already mad. Oh, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, if I can do this hour, the show's supposed to be an hour and a half, but the guy wants at least an hour, or you're not getting the money." I get it. I get it. Oh, I walk on stage. They're already looking at me. You see the body language. Got the little frowns on their face. I can see that they're looking at me like. This little, he ain't even old enough to be in here, man. He's punk. And he's from Philadelphia. This is in New, this is New Jersey, man. Nobody care about that, man. People murmuring. I don't even, this is such a long time ago. I don't even remember what I said. I really don't. I don't remember the jokes. I do remember that I had some jokes in my act in there. But I also remember that when I was on the stage, 
I started I started being really playfully snarky, right? And I started to be self-deprecating and I started hearing some chuckles, right? And then they would go along with it. They would say something mean about me and then I would deflect it and say, you know, I would kind of insult myself a little bit and they started laughing and I started to sprinkle in a joke for my act. Then they'd laugh and as it turns out, I got right at the, like, it, soon. I'm looking at my watch the whole time, and I'm surviving and surviving. They, they, they're laughing, they're laughing, they're laughing good. You know, it's an uncomfortable type thing, and I see the arms start to unfold. I see start seeing dudes in the back of the bar waving their friends in the back to come on. I see the bartender in the back turn off the television. Oh, my God. And then I see people start to come into the room. And I'm looking at my watch, and I got 30 minutes left. I'm like, if I could just do 31, if I could just coast for 31 minutes, please, God. This is, you've, been, you've, you've kept me uninjured for 30 minutes. If you can give me 30 more minutes, not only am I going to get my money, I'm going to get more money because he's not going to give me all the money for the show, but he's most likely going to give me my money plus a little bit of extra money because the other two punks didn't show up. And I don't know why I didn't just turn around and walk the hell out of here. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Is it 35 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes? I'm at 50 minutes now, and I'm not cocky even at 50 minutes because I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to press my luck because I would feel, just imagine if I'm at 50 minutes, right? I get cocky and I start acting like it's a regular show instead of, uh, instead of like lion taming type situation. And then all of a sudden they turn on me and beat the crap out of me or throw stuff at me or get boo me off the stage. And it's like 56, 57, 58 minutes. And the guy's like, nope, I said an hour because this guy would have been a stickler just like that. And then I looked out 57 minutes, 58 minutes. So I'm not even going to do any bits of my act. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I just need to kill two more minutes. That's all I got to do. No, I'm gonna do another. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to like an hour and five if I can, because I want to make it clear that I went past an hour. That way, there's no, you know, I'm not going to go exactly sixty minutes, and the guy's going to go. Well, it was actually fifty nine minutes and forty eight. So I'm not giving him a chance to do that. So I look at my at the hour now, and I realize, oh, I can coast for another five minutes. So I started doing all sorts of stupid crap, and they were like, ha 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 thank you very much, yeah, and they're cheering. And the guy looks at me like, what the? He's completely stunned that it went well. I already know I'm never going back to this place again. I'm there's no way in the hell I'm pressing my luck again. And gives me the money. Oh, good job, kid. We'll have you back. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, ah, no, you won't. Not only will you never see me again, I will never, probably never, ever come to this little town again because I've just witnessed your residents. And I don't hate them as people. I don't even dislike them. They did laugh at my jokes and everything. But you know when you're pressing your luck. You know, you know when you just got away with something. When you get away, with, it's, like if, it's like if you were somebody who was in the mob and they, and they let you out without blowing up your house. You don't want to go, you know what? They let me out, but I do really miss the money. Let me go back and join the mob again. No, because the next time they're going, we, we let you out this time. Now you're trying to leave again. We're going to, why don't you uh, have these two guys uh, give you a ride home? Why is he giving me a ride home with rope? Oh, no reason. <laughs> What's with the shovels? Oh, no, he's going to do some gardening. <laughs> so I know violence. I know violence. I know violence. And I just don't think that, you know, when somebody says something you don't like, you don't punch them in the face or smack them. If anything, you go about your evening, you pull them off to the side and the back, you know, hey, man, you said this and my wife was upset about it. You know, we, we've always been cool. Would you mind saying something about it to her? Mind giving a little, saying a little something to her? Or you go on the Internet and you go, look, man, do, 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 and say something on the Internet. And from what I understand, I know some people that know Chris and he's a nice enough cat where if he actually thought he said something to hurt the person, he probably would have apologized or done something cool. 
It's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? So you don't got to, you know, you don't smack people. You just don't do it. Come on, man. Come on, man. Okay. And I talked about this topic because people kept asking me the questions and sending me the message. That's not even what I wanted to talk about, but what the hell? All right. What I wanted to talk about, and I'm not going to talk about it as long as I normally would have, because I talked about this crap for 16 minutes. (laughs) But um, people were asking me why I didn't, why, when I usually do my little reactions on Instagram live to, to, to videos and I didn't, I was using like clown mask, um, filters and stuff. It's because my face is jacked up right now. I, I think I cut myself shaving or something like that. And my, and, I, my face swole. I woke, I woke, I woke up in the morning and I looked in the mirror and it's like one of those horror movies where you look into the mirror and you don't recognize the person in the mirror because, you no, know, maybe you're a zombie or something. It was kind of that bad. My face was swollen and it got to the point where my face was swollen so much, it misshaped my mouth. And I was like, what in the world? And it hurt. So I go to the doctor. I do a walk-in at my doctor. And, well, not I didn't actually see my doctor. She wasn't there. But the walk-in guy saw me. He goes, hey, Mr. Thomas, what's going on? Oh! <laughs> and when a doctor goes, oh, you know, it's not a good thing. So he goes, whoa, that is a, you, that is a mess right there. He says, you know, in this, when you have swelling like this, in this part of your head, this part of your face, you know, we call that the danger zone. I forgot exactly how he put it. We call this the danger triangle or some crap like that, you know, because the infection can go to your nostrils and go up your sinuses to your brains. You need to go to the ER. I'm like, okay. So yeah, no, he said, I can't do anything for you. Get out, go to the ER. So I drive to the ER, I go into the ER. Fortunately, there's no one in the ER, nobody. I mean, there's a couple people there, uh, you know, but, but they were actually waiting for someone else. They weren't actually patients. And so they triage me and the lady goes, hey, what's your problem? Okay, I can see what your problem is. <laughs> I was like, normally like, so what brings you here today, sir? Well, it was none of that. I was like, hey, what brings you? Oh, sir, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Did your primary go, oh, when he saw your face? Yeah, he did. Yeah, pretty much. That's a medical term for dang. Did the little vital statistics, you know, they, they check your height, your weight, your the blood pressure and all that crap, you all that crap. They immediately take me into the back. And I know that there's a high probability they're going to have to to drain this crap out of the side of my face, right? I know it's coming, Right. And knowing that it's coming and seeing the stuff that they're going to use to do it is a whole different thing. And when the nurses are a little bit too nice to you, the nurses are generally very professional. They're very nice. But when they're too nice, it's like you know, if you have kids or nieces and nephews and say you're watching your nieces and nephews and they're pleasant and they love hanging around with you and everything's great. If they're too nice, too chipper, you know, daggone well, something in your house is broken. Or something in your refrigerator is eaten that shouldn't be eaten. They leave. Bye, Uncle Ass. You go, okay, guys, you give him the hug. All right, he talk to you later. Then you go in, in your kitchen and your chocolate cake has five like hand marks in it. I remember one time I had the kids hanging out with me at a barbecue or something. Hey, and I'm like, okay, you guys are a little bit too chipper here. And by the time they left, I realized they literally went into the, <laughs> so they literally bit all the apples. Just think about it. They, I, I already told them you can have it, as many apples as you want. If you want to eat them all, that's fine. As long as you eat them. They literally took the apples out and bit, bite, took a bite out of them. Nap don't like this one. That's what I found out later on. They bit the apples and put them back. So I got a, I got like a bunch of apples in a bag with bite marks in them. 
and sodas that he drank a, a third of a soda and they got another one and drank I'm like it's the same soda they're going to taste exactly the same what do you do they would t- they I, they would be nice because they know that something was up and i was getting the same vibe from the nurse practitioners and the nurses when i went there and they said they go oh, hey mr yeah we understand that uh your primary doctors and the walk-in doctor told you to come here huh yeah, and this is your doctor's name? Yeah. Okay, she wasn't there, but the, but you had Dr. Floop-doop-de-boop, right? Uh, he told you to come in. Or he was right to tell you to come in. Okay, we're going to we're gonna take care of you, all right? Fantastic. And she walked And you know how they bring that little tray in, you know, and a lot of times it's just, you know, the you know, a stethoscope or whatever. She brings the tray in. It's got this big plastic tarp on it, right? And, she's, and I'm seeing, like, sharp objects on the thing. I'm going, what is this? What these? Like scalpels and knives and needles and this, like they got enough gauze there. Like what the heck? What do you? What is, am I? I, I I'm. I'm. I, what am I? Pregnant? What the hell's going on? Right? They, I'm sitting there going. I mean, how much blood did you think is coming out? Right? You know, you, you know, you get needles in your face and sharp objects poking you in the face and ultrasounds on your face and all of that crap. Right? Squeezing stuff out of your face and all of that crap. Ew. Right, even right now, I got crap pouring out of my face right now. You know, my, my, face, my face is pretty much, it's close to back now. I still got this crap on my face, but I look like me again, but not quite like me. I mean, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not completely healed yet. But man, when I saw that plastic come out and I saw the, like the wet, it's like, are we going to have a knife fight in here or something? What the hell is going on? Okay, this is going to hurt a little bit, you know, when I jam this needle in your face. And it's going to burn a little bit. Oh, you can, okay, there's the burning. <laughs> does this hurt? You mean the sharp object? Yeah, yeah, that does hurt a little bit. How about this? When I'm squeezing on this area that's already inflamed and in pain. Surprisingly enough, yes, that in fact does hurt. Okay, 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 all right. <laughs> now, they were very professional. They were doing exactly what they needed to do. You know, but it was, it's just one of those things where, where when you go to the doctor's office and they, they want to give you the, they want to turn up the bedside manner to, to 11, just in case you're going to freak out. Right. <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm like, I'm not going to freak out. It's really not that big. I'm, I'm sitting and you don't have as a doc. Uh, and it's, well, she wasn't a doctor. I said, uh, no, she don't have to hide the needle. I know that you're going to have to stick a needle in my face. I know you're going to have to cut this and stab. I get it. Are you going to do an ultrasound? I know what an ultrasound is. That's no problem. I get it. You know, she, you know, <laughs> and you don't even realize how much stuff doctors put in the notes about you until you read your own files. Because I had um, a I now can look at my files and read everything that the doctors wrote about me. Right. And there was nothing negative or anything like that. He's in general. Gen- he's in good health. Uh, Good spirits, you know. They were saying that I was uh, was pleasure to be around. You know, I I I walked with a normal gait. You know, they were basically basically saying I'm basically healthy, right? But it was like, and he walked out of the ER with a nice healthy gait. I'm going, you're still writing about what I'm doing as I'm walking away. I'm like, damn, what's that? He had a great. He walked up the street briskly to get his car because he only had 16 minutes left on the meter, and he walked at a nice rate of speed. He had no problem opening up his car door, taking the taking the club off of his 
<laughs> steering wheel and turning on his dash cam and he had no problem turning around and getting out of the parking spot. Could you guys stop following me? No, we're not going to stop following you until you're off the block, until you're out of the section of the city. We have he, we're in a car behind him. He actually stopped at the stop signs. These guys are real serious about making notes about their patients. <laughs> so, so when people ask me, hey, man, how can we use them? Because normally I just put my middle-aged face on the screen uh, when I do uh, my reactions on the IG. But this time I was like, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. I don't want people to be going, hey, man, um, is that John Merrick from The Elephant Man? Uh, no, that's S. Anthony. Oh, I wasn't. I mean, he wasn't like super handsome to begin with, but that he needs to cover that up. Dang. <laughs> so uh, you probably won't be seeing my actual face for a little while, maybe like a week or two. When I uh, by then, I should look like myself again. So if you if you follow me on Instagram and you look for and I do little wacky reactions and stuff, get ready for a whole lot of clown masks and crap like that over my face because I don't want to horrify anybody. But once again, uh, to everybody that asked me, have I ever been, you know, attacked on stage? Uh, you know, I've been in I've been in dangerous situations on stage, but I've never had anybody anything like that happen to me. Um, and I hope nothing like that happens in the future because I will be getting back on stage again. Um, so, if you come see me when I'm performing in your town, if you come up to me, I prefer handshakes and hugs, please. Please don't, like, try to smack me or anything. That ain't cool, man. Because if you do, I'm not going to spend just eight minutes at the end of my first special talking about you. I'm going to name my whole special after you talk about your mama, your family, right? I don't even do that type of humor, but I will change my style just to teach you a lesson. It's because this punk sucker chump slapped S and now S is going to ruin his life. <laughs> I mean, I would not do that. That would be me. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> but anyway, my friends, um, thank you for listening. This has been Yes, Anthony Thomas. <clears throat> yes, Anthony Thomas show episode 157. And uh, do me a favor, my friends, if you like this program and you do go rate and review this podcast, please. Okay, tell friends about this podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast, my friends. Much love to you all. I will see you again next time, my brothers and sisters. Much love to you. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Take care.